Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hope all is well with you and yours, for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord, for God has been good, and he's so worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised. And I don't know about you, but I just think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me. My soul cries out, hallelujah, hallelujah. I thank God for saving me. On this morning, I just hope that, you know, you get up and jump on with us this morning and know that God is good, that he's continued to help you and he loves you and he wants to see the best for you. And we want to see the best for you. So on this morning, without any further ado, we're going to go right into our praise and worship service with our praise and worship leader, Sister Dominique Harris. Dominique Sister Harris, Harris, the floor the is yours. to be back with you all to worship and praise the true and the living God. If you can, get with me and let's have some corporate worship lifted up in the name of Jesus. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. I'm so glad you're in my so glad you came to save us. Oh, Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. And I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to save us. You came from heaven to earth to show the way from the so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to save us. Hey, Lord, I lift your name on high. And I love to sing your praises. And I'm so glad, I'm glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to save us. And you came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross my death you paid from the cross to the grave from the grave to the sky lord i lift your name on high oh yeah you came from heaven to earth to show the way Lord, I lift your name on high. 
one stronger. There's no one better than our God. Hallelujah.
always on time. He's right on time. He's always there. But I know But I know he'll be right on time. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. I don't.
your hands for an on time, God. Have you know that he never sleeps nor slumbers. He's never late. He's always on time. Thank you, Jesus. doing cause I know he'll be right on time but I know he'll be right on time but I How great is our God, sing with me, how great is our God, oh see how great, how great is our God.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you know that we serve a great God? That God has just been so good to us. Gracious to us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But he's been better to us than he's been to us. And we're grateful. We're grateful for all that he's done and all that he's to do for us. As the music continues to get softly, softly. I want us to go into a prayer this morning before we go to pray for those who are those those who are trying to learn God, those who are seeking God, and those who don't who don't get that they need and they need. So in that vein, let us pray. Oh Lord, in the Father, we come to you this morning. But we thank you for watching over and keeping us, oh God. Thank you for loving. Thank you for love. We thank you for taking you for care, of care of us. We thank you for giving us grace and mercy. Well, for your merciful, your love, your kind, your peace, your strength. And Lord, we love on you, Lord, and we give your name the honor and the praise for you're just so good to us. You've been better to us than we've been to ourselves, Lord, and we say we thank you. Lord, I ask that you continue to forgive us for all our sins, those known and unknown to us, oh God. Situations and circumstances that we may find ourselves in. Things that we've done, Lord Jesus, that was unbecoming of us, Lord Jesus, and unbecoming of you. Lord, I ask that you continue to extend your grace and your mercy upon all families, oh God. Love on them, oh God. Love those, Lord Jesus, who 
find themselves in a place, Lord, of desolate. Not sure which way to go, which way to turn, oh God. Lord, well, I ask that you continue to put your arms all around them. Love on them, bless them, keep them, oh God. Let them know, Lord, that you have not forgotten them. That if you said that you're going to do it, that it shall come to pass. Lord, it's for your grace and your mercy, oh God, that we walk by this faith and not by sight. We thank you for each and every blessing that you stored upon us. The doors that you opened, oh God. The ways that you made. The people that you've allowed us to come in contact with. And those who you allowed to bless us and we bless them. Now, Lord, as you continue, Lord, you to watch over, Lord, you to sick and shut in. Those, Lord, you who desire to get out, those who desire to connect, Lord, you, but just not physically or mentally able to. As that you touch others, oh God, Lord, you, those who are taking care of them, oh God, for sometimes that caretaker find themselves in a place, oh God, that they're giving them resources and time and energy on both sides and not sure how to move forward. Lord, I ask that you continue to watch them and keep, Lord, you, our minister of music, oh God. Ask that you continue to love on her and bless her, oh God. Continue to open up doors for her family. Lord, you continue to love on the Safe House Church, oh God. Continue to bless his members, oh God, and do the work that you've called us to do. To go where you call us to go, to say what you call us to say, to live how you call us to live, Lord, and most importantly, to pray how you call us to pray. And Lord, we're grateful this morning. Lord, we honor you, Lord. We thank you for lives well lived, oh God, and those, Lord, you that have yet to come. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your your majesty, Lord, for you didn't have to do it, but you did. And you've chosen us, oh God, to carry this mantle. Lord, we don't take it lightly, Lord, but we honor you on this day. I ask that, Lord, there be your words to come out of my mouth and out of my heart to speak to your people on today, Lord Jesus, to lift them up, to inspire them, oh God, for them to find fault, Lord Jesus, within themselves, oh God, and be able to correct, Lord, and know, Lord Jesus, that you're able and that your hand is not short where you can't save. And Lord, we thank you. Lord, and we love you and we praise your name and we give your name all the honor and all the praise. Glory and the power, Lord, for it's yours and yours alone. For we dare not touch thy glory, but in all that ways we acknowledge you and you said that you would direct thy path. We ask you to do all these things to others in the powerful name of Jesus. For we know this one thing and we know this to be true, that we walk by faith and not by sight. Strength us and keep us and love on us in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Safe House Church. Hope all is well with you and yours. But this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Thank you, Sister Harris, for that amazing worship service on this morning. Amen. I think we pretty much almost got all our books worked out. Amen. Um, I know technology sometimes can be a challenge, and particularly it can be a challenge when they continually uh, move the bar, amen. But I know they're moving the bar to get things better, so we have to do our job to continue to stay in front of it and to make things better so that you have a better viewing experience, that you have a better worship experience. But most importantly, that it's the anointing that destroys the yoke and set the captive free that sits upon you, that hopefully projects out of my voice, amen, that I'm not just speaking on my own, but I'm speaking directly under the unction of the Holy Ghost, amen, under the influence of his power. I know a lot of people speak under many different influences. They speak under the influence of alcohol. They speak under the influence of drugs and all kinds of medicine-induced um, things, but to speak under the power of the Holy Ghost is a special thing, amen, that he empowers us 
he walks with us. He talks with us. He tells us what to say. We move and we go and we have our being for the. He said that I might as well not move at all unless I move in him. And I'm just grateful on this morning. I want to start out with, I um, want to give honor to First Lady Elia, man, my beautiful wife, my companion, my friend, uh, my confidant. I'm just so grateful for her in my life and all that she's doing for our family, which allows me to do the work that I do here in the ministry and the work I do here, not only locally in Greensboro, but also the work we do around the United States. Amen. And we're just grateful to um to him for allowing her to be in our life. Amen. We also are grateful just to know that God is continually opening doors for all of us. Amen. Um, we actually continue to pray for safe travels for Sister um, Jordan. Um, my assumption is she maybe got back late last night. So um, hopefully Prophetess is at home and she's resting. Amen. Got to go over across what we call the pond. Um, I don't know if we had any birthdays, but I hadn't seen any birthday shout outs. So uh, my assumption is pastor's good on the birthday list on today. And I'm just so grateful. Um, you know, I'm well in my spirit. I hope that you're well in your spirit, that God continually moves us forward. I know sometimes going forward didn't always feel good. Sometimes you feel like you've gone backward to go forward. And sometimes that may very well be the case in that, not that you've gone backward, but that God has made you smart time and he's allowed you to stay still in a season till some things pass. And when some things pass, then he can move you forward. As we've been reading in our Bible study on this past week in Exodus, that God actually what um, brought Moses back to Egypt after the pharaohs and those who wanted to seek his life were dead. Uh, did you catch that? What do you mean? Uh, God is able to do any and above and everything, right? We know this. But even in his infinite wisdom, I know some of us say, well, God, just take this person out or just let this person get fired. Or, Lord, just move this, Lord, because you know the things that they've done. Lord, you know the ways that they're trying to hinder me. Lord, you understand my heart and what I want to do. But watch this. Just like he's God over you, he's God also over them. He's God of all, right? And because there, there's some things that, that that have already transpired, there's some things that need to happen, and there's some things that are already in motion. So just because you want what you want doesn't mean that the timing is exactly right. I understand more and more every day that we serve a God of dynamic and perfect timing. You know, I often said that if you look at us, we are a result of perfect timing. Perfect timing that your mother and your father got together at the time that your mother was ovulating in the time that your father had released that seed into her. Then there was a time that you beat all the other ones there. I tell people you won one race. I know that for sure. If I can see you and you here physically with us, you won that race. So you're a winner anyway. You beat billions out in that race. If not, you know, millions, if not billions. So you won that race. You won that crown. So even in that, that was perfect timing. So sometimes it's about God's timing. And God, had not, the children of Israel had not got to the point that they had been through enough and was crying out to God. And then God what, took Moses from out of that wilderness that he was in and brought him back and told Moses that it was time for him to go back. Why? Because those who had seeked this life, those who wanted to destroy him, those who made things hard for him, those who blocked him. Oh, come on. How many of you know sometimes you have some people who just 
want to destroy you. They want to block you for whatever reason. And what, watch this. Here's the thing I want you to realize is that some of them don't even know what they're doing. Think about it. You know, they t the word tells us that if they knew that Jesus was going to rise again. Now, they've been telling them that he was going to do it. They knew what they were doing, that they would have never put him on that cross because what they don't understand that that cross was the catalyst for everything else that we see, that he died for our sins. And since he's died for our sins, now he gives all of us the right to the tree of life, that he died innocently. He died without um, sin. He died without cause. If they would have known, they would have never, ever crucified him. And I'm here to tell you today, it's the same thing. Many do not know. For the Bible reminds us, they say, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and spiritual wickedness were in high places. So therefore, God said, with the high places, I will bring them down. Good morning and welcome to the Safe House Church of Greensboro, North Carolina. My name is Dr. Peter Ely, and I have the wonderful privilege as serving as pastor and shepherd in this part of the vineyard. We are just a group of people who are loving God and enjoying the trip. And ask that you get the opportunity, please join us in Greensboro. Amen. We are a hybrid church. What that means for us in that sense that we meet one time a month and then the rest of that time then we are meeting online like this. So even when we do meet in person, there'll be some limited um, things that we do, but we meet online like this um, for those days. And we have a in-person schedule, which would bring me to my next thing. I need to tell you all, because I know we had a modification in our schedule um, due to some of the things that um, I had going on. Well, the next time that we will meet in person will be on February the 11th. February the 11th. So please put that on your calendars. February the 11th. Amen. I know we had the 4th, but um, some things have changed. February the 11th, we'll be there at the same place that we've been being, which is the um, Simpkins Elementary School there in Greensboro, North Carolina. And we'll be there at 9 a.m. The Simpkins Elementary School there in Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, we will continue our worship and our in-person service for February will be there. How many of you are just grateful this morning? I'm grateful. Thank you to all of those who continually um, come to the prayer group on Monday through Friday. I'm telling you that prayer group is just something special. It does something, amen, every morning that we are able to get up and we are to connect in prayer. And I'm trusting and believing God that that group will continue to grow and we continue to amass to something um, even more tremendous than it's been. We've been doing this group now, what, about three years maybe? Has it been that long? I know time is moving. Time waits on no man. Remember, it started out for us as a a group that what we were doing were preparing for revival. And it was just so good that we just kept going, amen. And I told them, I said, well, look, you don't have to keep showing up, but I'm going to keep going, amen. And therefore, we just kept going and going and going until the point that now we are um, where we are. So I'm just grateful um, for that and that we continually go and continue to pray. Amen. And on days that I'm not able to make it, that uh, one of the sisters um, would step up. Amen. And one of the prayer warriors would step up and they continue to carry it on. Amen. Because the pastor needs your prayers too. Hallelujah. The pastor needs your prayers too. Amen. And I'm just so grateful um, to this tremendous church family 
that God has blessed us with as we leave and we move forward. Uh, remember this year, our theme is deeply invested. So all the messages and things that we're talking um, or we're preaching on this year, we go through this lens of being um, deeply invested. So many times we, we are invested, but we're not deeply invested. Deeply invested requires a greater focus. You know, as I continue to learn and understand and I study and do things, I'm finding that those who get the most things done are those who are very intentional and very focused, very intentional and very focused. And I believe God is calling the Safe House Church that he's given us Rehoboth, that he's provided for us, that he's opened up doors for us. And he's did all these things. Now we have to do some things with some intentionality and continue to focus. So we talked about um, being courageous and being encouraged on um, near the first of the year. Then we came in last week and we talked about um, just being conscientious in what you're doing. And today we'll take the next step in that journey. As I was telling you, those five characteristics um, that we wanted to um, embrace. So today we'll be going a little bit deeper on to those. Uh, I think I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, also ask that you remember on our social media pages we're trying to get up our engagement so please make sure that you go out and um, if you have a Facebook account if you don't um, you don't but if you do I ask that you go out onto Facebook and click on the church's page and follow the church's page share it on your page you know he said Bible says it like they said you'll be ashamed of me then I'll be ashamed of you um, you have nothing to be ashamed of your pastor's not done anything that's going to embarrass you amen but preach the word of God and, and tell you um, how to go forward, amen. So I ask that you go out there, like that page, follow that page, share that page with others. And we've also brought back the daily devotional. Even though we're praying, I also at 7, we pray at 6, but then at 7 a.m., um, I have a five-minute devotional that's just um, out there in social media every single day. We do that one Monday through, um, we do that every day of the week, seven days a week, amen, that at 7, 7 o'clock every single day. There will be a devotional that will pop up that will share a scripture and a verse for only five minutes. And I put myself on the clock, y'all. <laughs> five minutes because I want to make sure that I am respectful of people's time. I know we live in the day of the 30 seconds short and, and people don't stay very long. So I understand that before we can go longer, we must have a conversation. There must be some trust built. There must be some kind of relationship that is established. And if God wants to use that, then we'll go back to that. Believe it or not, that's how we got started. I don't know if you all remember, but for the first, I think, six or seven years um, of this ministry, it was not a, a full ministry like it is now. It was just me coming on and praying for people. It was praying for people, amen. And as we were praying for people, God started building us and started giving us more things. And then we started um, forming the groups to start get together as a church. How you see, and this is how the Safe House Church itself was born. Um, it was born out of that prayer group. Y'all, prayer changes things, amen. And now I'm understanding putting that prayer with the meditation. See, so many years I've been praying. So many years we tell each other to pray, pray, pray. But then we do all the talking, but we don't do any of the listening. And that's one of the things that I've been working on this year and we've been working on as a church that not only do we do the talking, but we also need to do the listening. You know, so many of us, we talk well about it and we do well about it. We do this, this, this and this. But all this talking and no listening. One of the things that I've been working on, even in my marriage and in my, my professional relationships, is that I shut up and I listen. 
because people would tell you what they're thinking. You can find out more by being quiet. And then what I find out is that the more I listen, the questions that I had typically go away. I mean, that maybe they answered them or maybe they were questions that I didn't need to ask anyway. It's usually what I'm finding is it's the latter. It was stuff that maybe I just didn't need to ask anyway because sometimes um, we, we could be uh, unintentionally overwhelming. So one of the things that we need to be more aware about is, like I said, we be more conscientious and more self-aware in the spaces that we're in because God wants to use us and we want to be careful that what the time that God wants to use us that we don't override it with our own spirit, with our own personality, with our own doing. Sometimes God just wants you in the space and he wants you to be quiet. And sometimes it's just about um, your presence. And I learned a, a valuable lesson about three weeks ago. Um, I was here with a friend and a friend of mine and um, a gentleman that I just met. And we was building a relationship. And while we was away out um, doing some fishing, his wife passed away. We got the call and that, you know, we need to come home. And, and he was like, man, I need to go home. So I was like, fine. I was with him and we started to load up everything. And then the call came back in that his wife had gone on to glory. And in that moment, uh, I was asking myself and, and not knowing, I'd never lived that moment myself. Um, so it wasn't any things I could download and just feel all super spiritual and talk in tongues and all these things. But sometimes it's just about being there. And for reasons that were beyond me at the time, God, I believe God wanted me to be there. And these things have been happening more and more, not necessarily people dying, but other things that I'm finding are a different level of just being there. And so often we feel that we have to do things and buy stuff and, and spend money and say we done this and we done that, but we underestimate the power of just being there. Sometimes you don't have to say anything. It's your presence that changes sometimes things. So I understand it wasn't nothing I could say. There, I mean, I could have quoted scripture, but at that time, he didn't really want to hear scripture. He had just lost his wife of 29 years, the mother of his children, his friend, his confidant. And I actually went to the funeral. They um, funeralized her on yesterday. And I heard, I mean, this, I I felt bad that I could not get to know. I, you know, a little jealousy came in my heart because I was like, I would have loved to have met this woman. And I was thought I was about to get my first opportunity, but she slipped away before I got it. And to hear how her family and friends um, talked about her and, and the things that they said, I don't think I've ever, and I've been to my share of funerals, but I've never been to a funeral that was that, that person was talked that well about. And it was clear that it was intentional. It was clear that it was passionate. And it was clear that it was not made up. And I was just thinking to myself, wow, what kind of person was she? Man, I feel, you know, why they lost. And like I said, I never got to meet it, but I felt the loss. Because so I was like, this person was an amazing steward for God. And and to see you know, both white and black, you know, her being the first postmaster and um, first African-American female postmaster in all the state of Alabama was saying something to her personality and, and how she loved God and loved her family. And I thought about what a legacy 
and the tradition she lived, even if she didn't live but 63 years. And I was like, wow. So sometimes God will put you in places and things and situations that you'll never find yourself in or you never thought, you know, I had some some views and some things. And and this then again, this week, God put me in another situation where one of my old mentors that now passed away, this is one of his friends, and he kind of be hooked up with me through Facebook. I know people say social media is just so bad, but I'm telling you, it's an amazing tool if you choose to use it the right way, like we do. Amen. This is just one example of many. And so we kind of connected through this way and they invited me and um, invited me over to their home. And, and they invited me to the home. They were so gracious. These people are like 78, almost 80 some years old. And yes, they were white. And we just for hours shared. And I was telling my wife and I was like, God is doing something. I've never seen nothing quite like this before. I've never felt quite like this before. Is it he's changing me? Is he opening my eyes to something that I've never seen? Or did, and I'm here to tell you all today, let's be careful that we don't miss the moment because some things are changing. God is opening up some doors for some of you. He's changing platforms for some of you. There are some things that are changing, and I want you to be careful not to miss what he's doing in this season. So I sat there and I traded stories with them about Montana and Mississippi and all kinds of things. And, you know, they share life experiences and stuff. And and as I continue to more and more, I share time with people who are older than I am and of different races. I find out that at the end of the day, we all really just want the same thing. We may have going, different ways about doing it, different ways about going about it, but we all just really want the same thing. And it's interesting um, because we all serve the same God. I don't want to get off on a tangent. Let me go. I know you all came for me to preach. Amen. But I believe that was important to share with you on this day as we go into the context of what God does. So when I'm saying invest deeply invested, we're deeply invested in all these pieces and all these things matter. But the Bible says like this, that all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. So if you in purpose, I'm here to tell you today that God has a plan and it works out and it all comes together. I will ask you this morning, will you turn with me um, I, today to the book of James? We're going to go to James, the first chapter, and we're going to get that up on the screen for you. James, the first chapter, verses um, number 12 through 15. We're going to go to James the first chapter, verses 12 through 15. All right, give you an opportunity to get that before we switch over to our read screen on this morning. Hallelujah. All right. Y'all see me? Okay, here we go. We got James 12, um, 1 through 15. Let me see if I can get my thing here a little bit. Sometimes I lose my mouth. <laughs> I know some say he may have lost his mind too, but we ain't gonna go there. Hallelujah. Oh, there we go. Cool. And it says the following Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life. With the Lord have promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. 
But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. All right, if I were used for a subject on this morning, remember of the lens of being deeply invested, I want to talk with you from the point of view of perseverance. They can't win until you quit. Perseverance. They can't win until you quit. When I think, and I often start with definitions when we kind of do this kind of thing, when I think of all that we have gone through, that we live a life of endurance. We live a life of trial. We live a life of things occurring to us and we're making decisions and making choices on what we will do and how we will react to things even in the moment or within the days and weeks and times to come. You know, it's often said that life is 90%, I mean, 10% what happens to us and 90% of how we choose to move forward. Each and every day that we wake up, God has given us a choice. You chose your spouse. In America, that's pretty much true. You chose to maybe go to school or maybe you didn't have the opportunity to go. You chose to come to this service on this morning or you chose to do something else with this time. Our lives are full of choices and we find that research continually tells us that you wanna know who you're gonna become, show me your, your circle. A couple of years ago, T-Mobile had a campaign where they were calling people, are you in the circle? And what they did is that if you had put people into your circle of maybe five to 10 people, if I remember correctly, if you put them into your circle, then you could call those five to 10 people as much as you wanted to and none of your internet or your um, minutes at that time, remember before everybody got unlimited calls, um, there used to be a, a limit on those calls. And at that time, your minutes wouldn't count against calling those people. And that was important. Why? Because you had a circle of people that you would spend all your time with and talk to. And therefore, that was a pretty good deal. Now, what we find research is telling us and has told us time and time again that if you want to know who a person um, is going to be, find their five closest people that they spend the most time with. Because believe it or not, brothers and sisters, we influence each other. God created it that way. This is why our relationships are important. This is why it's important that we spend time to get to know one another, that we, we spend time and, and crossing over in relationships and understand who we're hanging with and why we're hanging with them. What do they bring to the table? What do I bring to the table? And sometimes in this, there are things that I've understood and learned over the years that has blessed me. And then there have been times and things that I've seen things that push me away. Now, when you look and you go back throughout the Bible, you find that Jesus spent this time 
with the disciples. He had chosen 12 of them to be with him. And one of them, he said, was a devil. And if you follow in time, we find this to be true. This is one of the things I think I've heard Brian Korn, Prophet Brian Korn said this way, that time tells in time if you give time, time. Time will tell in time if you give time, time. Meaning that sometimes, brothers and sisters, we have to just be patient on a situation. And sometimes patience is simply meaning that I wait and not get tired of waiting. And in this waiting, it builds a sense of endurance. And in this endurance gives us this sense of perseverance that I keep going even though I don't see it. I keep going when I get tired of going. I keep going and I keep moving even though things and obstacles find themselves um, and come against me and and. and and I understand and I'm making the decision that are these things working for um, with me or for me? And I've come to the realization as I continue to build relationships with others is that these things happen for you. For the Bible says like this, that all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. The last piece of that is critical in that we know that we've been called according to his purpose. So if you've been I'm working in God's will and you've been working in his purpose and you're working towards purpose. And how do we know this? He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So if you're seeking his righteousness, which means that now you're in his will, if you in his will, then that means that everything that happens to you, my brother and sister, will work out for your good. You don't necessarily know how it's going to work out. See, I've seen God work in certain in in mysterious ways that things that have happened years before their time that God had already laid down the foundation. He had already laid down the way he's already delivered a path. And all we had to do is continue to what to walk towards the light, walk towards what he's put in us to walk towards where he's told us to go and where he's tell us to do. And what therefore he's given us very distinct instructions in our walk. He's given us very instinct destructions in, in our talk and how we should move and how we should work and how we should collaborate. It's not by accident that you and I are connected. You're part of my destiny. I think Hezekiah Walker, the gospel singer, and his songwriters wrote it like this. and said, I need you to survive. Perseverance is also about survival, that will I go through some things? Yes, I will. So with that, I want to start with my first point on this morning that one of the things that we learn about perseverance is that, that simply this, number one, there's temptation. Temptation, the Bible tells us, as we read this morning, that temptation does not come from God. Because temptation is what the start of a evil. So therefore, God would not tempt you. But in fact, what the Bible has told us, that temptation starts with what? inside of us. See, you you and I, brothers and sisters, we've always worn in our flesh. The Bible tells us that well, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but principalities and spiritual wickedness, we're in high places. So there's some things inside of you that desire to do some really bad stuff. Mm -hmm. There's some things inside of you that desire to say some things sometimes and, and put yourself in, in situations. And, and what you find is temptation is more about you than it is anything else. It's the what about you. It's a, the that about you. The Bible said that we are led away by what our own temptations. What is it that you want to do 
that your flesh want to do, that this side of you wants to do that you know you shouldn't do. See, when I think about temptation, I think about temptation like this. Is I think about temptation is about what more what I want or what I desire that's outside of the will of God than what I need. See, I want a lot of things, but do I need them? Because what happens is temptation typically starts out small. It starts out where I'm only going to do a little bit of this. I'm only going to do a little bit of that. I'm only going to go over here for a little bit. I'm only going to watch a little bit of this. I'm only going to eat a little bit of that. I'm only going to say this one time. Or I'm going to do that. And what happens is we, we start to taste a bit of that. And see, here's the thing is, in the beginning, it starts out sweet. But the Bible has been very clear with us that at its end, it's total destruction. At the end of a thing that we'll find ourselves gone and, and moved on. And if we stay in it long enough, that what at some point it consumes and it becomes sin. See, temptation itself is not sin. Being tempted is not a sin. But yielding to temptation, meaning that now I indulge in it, that I let it consume me and that it becomes a part of me. I allow it to be rooted and grounded in me. And now it starts to become a thing. And now that it started to become a thing, it starts to grow. And when that thing starts to grow, then it takes root. And when it takes root, it pulls away what nutrients. So things that I should have been thinking, things I should have been doing, things I should have been saying, I'm not only not only saying because what is going some other place. And then at some point, that thing gives a fruit because everything that is growing has to give a fruit. Because if it's not going to give a fruit, then what it cannot reproduce. So now that fruit that it gives, the Bible says it like this. It said that the wages of sin is death. So when sin gets done with you, it consumes you. It's like a cancer. It draws stuff out of you. You know, you often hear people used to say that cancer would eat them up. So what cancer was doing is that cancer would be taking all the nutrients that the body needs to go forward. It's continually taking them away to grow this massive thing. It's fruit. Temptation. Temptation is a danger to perseverance. Because see, when I perseverance, what I'm doing is I am focused and I'm of singular mind on a thing. I am focusing and I'm putting all my energy that I have this grit that I'm not going to quit, that I'm going to go for. And then you know what? They can't win until I decide that I quit. This is what perseverance tells us. Some would say that one may even be delusional in their pursuit, but it's only delusion if it didn't work, right? So temptation is one of these things that we find that is a hindrance to our perseverance. Number two, I want to get to you, failure. Living this life, brothers and sisters, we're going to find ourselves in times that we're going to fail. There are going to be times you're going to miss the mark. There are going to be times that you, you didn't live up to your own expectation. There will be times that you may even reach your own press clippings and believe that you're better than you are and find yourself to a point that you fall. For the Bible says that a just man falls seven times, but what makes him just is that he understands and knows and believes that he can get up. Well, how do we fall into this temptation is that what we don't give up. We don't get up. We don't get up. We don't get up. 
See, perseverance saying that no matter how many times I fall, how, no matter how many times I go to failure, that I understand that there's a God who loves me. No matter how many times I fall in sin, that what that the race is not given to the swift or to the strong, nor bread to the wise. Mm -hmm. But the Bible said time and chance happen to them all. The race is not given to that swift or to the strong. But what we have to endure this race. We have to endure to the end. He said, if you endure to the end, then the same will be saved. So failure is a part of this. But it's not the end of it. Failure is a part of it, but it's not the end of it. So ask yourself today, no, failure is not a problem. But the failure to continue is. Failure itself is not a problem, but the failure to continue is. Are y'all with me this morning? So then we go on and we find, as we continue to go forth, that we have these symptoms. Now, by definition, symptoms are typically what you get when you're not getting what you want. When you think about it and you look at all our medicines, our medicines that are really symptoms or side effects, you know, we would call a side effect of the medicine they have given us to act on something in the body. Do you not know almost most of our medicines have been found as a, a symptom of something else? They give you this and then this happens and then now they claim this to be a cure for that. It was never really what they were targeting. But what symptoms do tell us that there's something going on there. There's something we should pay attention to. There's something that's not um, normal or awry here. There's something that doesn't go the way that we normally expect it to go. Mm -hmm. See, I'm not expecting a whole lot of people because when you start talking about perseverance, these are hard things. This is not for the, the faint at heart. This is why you see people who hop around and hop from place to place and do all this stuff because they'll have no rootedness in them. They have no groundedness in them. They're looking for the next quick sugar fix. But God didn't make this a church like that. You got to have a stick to it. Because there are going to be times that you're going to be tempted. There are going to be times you're going to fail. And I'm telling you that these symptoms are just a sign of this. One of the symptoms that you often may feel and see is that perspective. What you'll find is you become deeply invested and you're going through and you're persevering. Your perspective on things change because you may go to a point in time you say, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I still going through this? And then God may allow a thing to happen or a person to interact in your life. And then you look at it and you see things and say, hmm. I never quite thought about it this way. Hmm, I never kind of considered it this way. See, brothers and sisters, we have to be careful and remind ourselves that our perspective is our perspective, but it's not the only perspective. Because you see it this way, somebody else may see it as an opportunity. Someone else may see it as a challenge. Someone else may see it as Heroic. Someone else may see it as something else to take them to the next level. See, I'm reminded that many things that in our society have come by way of accident. 
and it's because of the perspective. Some would see that this is a side effect, and, and your side effect of the medicine or whatever it is you're taking it may be the cure for somebody else. It's all about perspective. So what I'm understanding and learning is that what I believe Jesus had 12 disciples. Why? Because that 12 mean a come. A, a sign of completion and because it's complete then now what he has 12 different perspectives to look upon because every man has his own perspective based on what they've been through who they've seen who they're interacting with their communities that they've come from things that they've thought their education level things that people have said to them over the years both good and bad all of these things matter and this is why the Bible continually tells us that all things work together. You are a summation of the choices and the things and the people and places that you've been at with. This is why you often hear me preach and teach and tell you all that exposure is so important. The more things you are exposed to, the higher things you are able to tolerate. Why? You don't necessarily tolerate sin. But you understand some things a little differently. So therefore, when I'm trying to help somebody, I approach things a little differently. I may not say what I normally would say in this particular situation because now I have relationship and I understand relationship. The Bible tells us that it's harder to win a brother who has been offended than to win a strong city. Not necessarily that I come out offending you, but I look at the life of Jesus and Jesus didn't didn't offend. He got to a point and place in time that he would find ways to talk about things in a different manner and still get the same results. He tells us then this day, he said that he that wins souls is wise. You can't just say any and everything that you want to do. We navigate this world today with council culture and all this stuff. And, you know, here's the thing about council culture. And I, have to, and I often remind myself of it. You can't counsel what you didn't create. You cannot counsel what you did not create. So those that are being counseled, you know, this is why you got to be careful. Are you God made or are you man made? Because if man make you, then they have the right to counsel you, right? Because they brought you in, they can take you out. But when God establishes a thing, when God establishes you, when he opens up you, when he sets you, when he puts you in place, <laughs> when it's yours, there's nothing they can do about it. And you have to know this, and you have to walk in that light, you have to walk in that beautiful light, and know that what that he's given you to carry to go forward. For we all have what they say, our cross to carry. And in that cross, what we are a reflection of Christ and the things that we've gone through. So, what? yeah, persevere because they can't win until you decide you're ready to quit. And this can't be any quitting us. Do we go through some things sometimes? Yes, we do. See, symptoms are also a sign of your existence. So as we live this life and we persevere, watch this, you can have symptoms of success. See, I'm learning more and more every day that success is just a blimp on the radar. It's not about the success. 
It's about the journey and the things that you get to do and the people you get to connect with and the folks that you get to touch and the lives that you are allowed to touch and interact with along the way. It's so rich. And I know everybody's not there yet. Because you say, well, Pastor, I don't have this. I don't have that. Watch this. I'm telling you that as you go along the way that these things, the Bible said, well, all these things he will add unto you according to his riches and glory. Here, Adam, but enrich your life by enriching others. And how do you enrich somebody else? Because there's somebody else who's looking at you that they want to see, are you going to quit? Do you believe God the way you see you believe God? When your mom got sick and your daddy got sick and, and, and your children went nuts and this and that, they want to know, do you believe him? When you got to be far away and then you're not sure how this is going to work out and you're walking by faith and not by sight. They want to see how is that working for you before they come over. There are people who are watching you and I and they'll never really ever say anything. And they say, well, you know, he's very successful. It's just a symptom of the travels that I meet along the way. Yeah, we got that done. But that success is short-lived because it's only what a blip on the radar. Then we go on, and then also what another symptom is a symptom of this perseverance you'll find is your influence. There's some people who are influenced by you. They watch what you do. They watch what you say. They watch what you how you move, what you wear. They they watch how you talk. They watch how you carry yourself. And believe it or not, whether you realize it or not. They are patterning their lives after you. And I know you say, Pastor, who am I? I'm nobody. Why would somebody want to pattern their life after me? No, I promise you, you are somebody's hero. And I promise you, it's somebody who's probably not even basing even talk to you. God reminds me, he shows me this all the time. And I'm thinking, Lord, I'm. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody, trying to help somebody that tell somebody else, right? It's the old song go. But then I find out there's people that I've not met who's watching me. There's a level of influence that God has given us. There's a you know something that they are attracted to your spirit, and then they what they are attracted to is that light that lives inside of you. Yes, you're just not teaching in that school. There, you are a light. Sister Pam, they, they they follow you, Sister Pam. They they listen to what you say. I know it don't seem like they do, and they go thing. But those words that come out of your mouth, that's why we got to make sure that we walk in good character and we be. And like I said, some people say, "Can we just be on all the time?" Yes, I'm learning that I am on twenty four seven as a thing. I can't walk around the city of Huntsville. I can't walk around the city of Greensboro and just do and say any of everything. And sometimes you get this thing where it's like they say, "Well, are you a prisoner of your success?" But I also understand that is a it's a burden that I carry and that is a thing that God has put on us that we as believers that we all carry. Because some of them only know God because they see you. And some of them are only learning God because they know you. Mm-hmm. I saw that on yesterday, like I said, as I was at this the latest funeral and and I and I learned that some of them they're better because she assisted. Will the same be said about you? I mean, I just couldn't help thinking I'm like if they talked about her like that at her death, 
What did they say when she was alive? Do y'all understand what I'm saying to you today? So, yes, a symptom of that is that you are influenced. Now, watch this. As anything else, God, there's always a counterbalance in everything we do. And the counterbalance to this is also there is also a symptom of criticism. You will be criticized. You will be measured up because there's always a standard that someone else thinks that you should be living to. Tell you, persevere. They can't win until you quit. So here's this thing that I live this standard that say, well, this is what a preacher should look like. And he should have this church. And no, I have not been ordained by this person. I'm not there. So now you're not a real preacher. And you're just playing on the internet. You're an internet preacher. And you're this and you're that. And all these things and these criticisms. And wait, you, you, sometimes you get yourself to the point and say, why am I even doing this? Because I can live a nice life on my own. I can put my money in my pocket. I can take my time on Sunday morning. I can sit in somebody else's pew. And I can sit down and listen to somebody else talk and do whatever they do and serve God and be just great. But they, at the end of the day, what I also learned and I realized that I don't want to get up there and God said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been um, faithful over a few things and now I make you rule over many. But watch this. But Peter, this was all the other things that I had stored up for you. Yet you listen and you allow the critics to slow you down. There was another nation that I wanted to birth out of you, but you allow the critics to change your mind. There was something else that I wanted you to have while you were there on earth. And there were some other people I wanted you to touch. And these were some things I wanted you to do. I don't know about you, brothers and sisters, but I want to be able to do everything that God has set before me. Even if I don't, I want to literally die trying. Now, here are the things. Criticism. Although sometimes, very well may be true. I'm not saying critics are wrong. What I am saying, don't let it stop you. What I am saying is, as we say in the country, eat the fish and throw away the bones. What I am saying is that Take those pieces of that's good. Because sometimes there were some things that were said to me that were actually right. And I knew they were right. But what could I do about them in the moment? So do I stop and I throw in the towel and say, you know what? They're right. And then all those who were watching who didn't know what I was dealing with. Those are those who were you know, looking because what? God is using me to help them find their walk and their talk, and their rhythm in God, but now I quit. Persevere. I know the road is tough. He never said it would be easy, but he said this, that I would never leave you, nor would I forsake you. The Bible verse says it like this. He said, I was young, and now I'm old. But I never seen the righteous forsaken, nor the seed begging for bread. If you're doing what God has called you to do in his perfect will and his perfect time, I know that you're frustrated. You know, there are times that I'm frustrated, like, God, why has this not happened yet? 
Lord, they said they were going to do this, and now I'm dealing with this. Lord, you said it was going to be like this, and Lord, now I got to deal with that. Lord, why is my marriage acting like this? Why does the wife seem like this is going on? Why does the husband seem like he's lost his mind? Why does the children seem like this? Lord, why does the job act up? Lord, why do I feel like I went to school and I did all these things, Lord, and I'm not even going to work in the field and all this stuff? The temptations, the failures, the symptoms. But through it all, watch this, you persevere. For perseverance is not a, a function of just doing. It's a function of being. Even when I don't want to be. Because I've made some choices. You know, I got up early this morning and I saw what time it was and, and I was looking, I said, well, I got church this morning and I know because I'm on a thing and, and I'm trying to get my body right and I'm trying to take get better care of my health so that I can produce and do the things that God has called me to do and do the, all the other stuff that he's setting me up to do that right now I'm physically not being able to do. Why? Because physically my body is not in the best shape it can be in. So therefore, this morning before church, I had to make the decision to get up, put on my gym clothes, go to the gym, even before I got on with you on this morning. There's a decision that has to be made. And that decision is in concert with other decisions. So, yes, I could have got up this morning and persevered and take myself to the gym and then sit over here and and proceed to eat a whole box of Hostess cupcakes. And now I just mitigated everything that I just did. And this is what we do sometimes, brothers and sisters. And we this is why we get discouraged and we want to quit. Because, see, we have to understand, even as I persevere, I also have to be consistent in my walk. This is one reason why we have prayer every single morning. Consistency. This is why now I'm telling you, learn to meditate. Consistency. Because there may come a time, or there are times that, you know, even this year, it's going to come up that I'm not going to be able to be here. And your walk is not based on your pastor's walk. But what I'm teaching you and, and trying to convey to you is that what? You got to know God for yourself. And yes, we come together and we share ideas and we share thoughts and we share things and we share understandings and we share, you know, um, struggles and things so that we can be an encourager to one another to let the other one know, nope, stay in there. When I look at my life and I think about it, and I, and, and I was talking on this week. And sometimes when you talk to different people, they bring in a different perspective. Because all you know is what you know. You ain't been where some of these people have been. You're not seeing some of the things that they've seen. And as we was talking, and someone brought up to me and said, I keep hearing the same thing come out of your mouth over and over again. And I'm sitting there, so at this time, she has my attention. And I'm quiet. And she kept saying that everything you kept doing and these amazing experiences you had is that you made a choice and you applied. 
never thought about that. You know, I just thought about all the amazing things that God has given me and, and opportunities that I've had. But in that, there was a choice. And I told her, I said, oh, that's because. And she would kind of come up, oh, you're a risk taker. And what I find, brothers and sisters, is this. Now, here's the difference. Because, see, the, those are the world. The world say, oh, this is risk taking. And I don't think it's by coincidence that we end our services and we carry on the uh, this slogan and walk in the word that we walk by faith and not by sight. See, to others, what look risky for you and our brothers and sisters, it's a faith walk. <laughs> when she said it, God dropped it on me because I couldn't get churchy because I was not there in that moment to be churchy. You got to understand when you can and when you can't be. It doesn't mean that I'm any less saved. No, because that's my walk. But what I did understand is it's not risk when you're walking by faith. When you're walking by faith, all I see is I know there's a light at the end of this tunnel. I know there's a light, and all I'm doing is walking towards the light. I found something interesting when I was looking as I was trying to prepare for another speech that I may have to give real soon. And I was looking, and I, I've been fascinated with this thing of bumblebees here lately. And I know that old saying said that the bumblebee is not supposed to fly, but he fly because he, um, um, because nobody else tells him. And this is this little wise tale that we say. But I also, was, as I was reading, I was finding out that the bees actually have very poor sight. They don't see well. And I never knew that. But they said, but what they do see and how they do glide and do how they do go and do what they do is that they're able to follow the light. Did y'all catch that? Let that sink in. They follow the light. So brothers and sisters, the Bible tells us, say, let this light be in you. Like it was in Christ Jesus. So why do they follow you? Because you carry the light. When you are carriers of the light. See, look at that. And watch this. I don't even have it with me, y'all. Look, I ain't got Yes, I do have one down here somewhere. I don't know. I've got on these candles here lately. So y'all pray for me at first, lady. But watch this. When you have a light... You can take that light and you can share it. But watch this. That candle now burns from this same light. This light did not get any smaller. It did not dim anymore. But this light now has caused this to light. And I can take that light, the same light, Come on, lightning. <laughs> Gives birth to another light. This one light and this same light now gives birth to another light. I got three lights out of this one light. And you watch this. And this light still burns bright. Mm, did y'all catch that? 
that all these other lights now exist because of this light. What I'm saying to you today is you can't quit because you are the light. And God took his power and he put that in you to light and illuminate the world for somebody else. And as they are navigating the world, what are they doing? They're looking for the light. And that light causes them to connect to you. And your job is to do what? Don't dim the light. The light goes through some things. But you know what? This light will burn until I run out of fuel or I quit. I'm saying, the Bible says it like this. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up those wings of an eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and never faint. What are you saying, Pastor? That he can continue to give you the fuel. All you got to do is be the light and not quit. This is not going to run out of fuel. God is an endless fuel supply. But it's you that make the choice not to be the light. God bless you all on today. I love you all. I hope that this message has hit home today for some of you. To know that you can't quit. You can't win until you quit. That's you making that decision. You know how many times I wanted to quit doing this? It's gotten tough sometimes. So like, Lord, nobody barely be watching these videos. Lord, I've been doing this for like eight years now. And some say, well, you know, maybe God didn't call you to do that. Criticism. Uh, maybe that's not the thing you need to go in. Or maybe this. And then you stop and sometimes you start to have these self things and these temptations to say, huh, what if I did this? It don't matter anyway. These are the things we tell ourselves. And then we look at the failures. Like, I tried this and this didn't work. And Lord, we tried that and that didn't work. And we did this when we didn't, that didn't work. So maybe it is time for me to say, you know what? This is not for me to do. And I put my own light out. But there's something at the end of the day that no matter what I go through, no matter what I do, I think about the, the Taylors. I think about this, the Pams. I think about the Jordans, I think about the Felicias, I think about the Prestons and the Maddoxes, and I think about the Laylas and the Shawns. I think about the Carolyns, and I think about the Phoebes, and I think about the Brysons and the Jerrys and the Masons, and I think about, you know, the, the Perrys, and I just keep thinking, and God reminds me, it's not about you. But it's for them. I'm not going to cry today, y'all. Y'all ain't getting me to cry today. But it's for them. And what you carry is not for you. So at the end of the day, remember, what we go through and what you carry is not for you. It's for them. And I stop and I think about the people who've inspired me, the people who've changed my life, the people who've opened up amazing doors for me. If I saw them quit, I would 
on the Ben Eddie. But it's because they didn't. And I want to remind you today that they can't win until you quit. God bless you all on this morning, for God is good and he's worthy to be praised. I want to end this with a prayer, amen, and then a call to offering. Oh, Lord, and the Father, oh, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for this amazing opportunity that you've given us on today, Lord, to share with your people. For you say, if my people that call upon my name shall humble themselves and pray, seek thy face and turn from their evil ways, then will they hear from heaven, then will they forgive their sin and then heal their land. I thank you for the land today. Thank you for love on today. I thank you for power on today. Lord, I said you bless those, Lord, you who have it to give, Lord Jesus, to bless this ministry, oh God. Help us to go forward to the next level, to be all that you have us to be, to do what you have us to do, to move how you have us to move, to walk how you have us to walk, and to talk how you have us to talk. And Lord, I said you bless them some a hundred, some a thousand fold, according to your riches and glory, Lord, as we bring in all the tithe into the storehouse to bless your people, Lord, and we thank you, Lord, and we love you, and we praise your name, Lord, and we give your name all the honor and all the praise, Lord, for it's yours and yours alone. Bless this offering on this day. Keep us and strengthen us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you all on this morning. It is now offering time. Ask that you all would be so um, kind to um, be a blessing in offering. If God has touched your heart and so moved you on today, you can scan right there and that would take you to our church webpage, safehousechurchgso.com forward slash give. And there you can put in credit card information and be able to give securely through our PayPal site. Or you have the other um, two mediums that you can give through. And that is the Zale at offering at safehousechurchgso.com. Again, that's offering at safehousechurchgso.com. Or you can do the traditional cash out, which is the dollar sign safehousechurchgso. Again, that's dollar sign safehousechurchgso. Or you can do the traditional, which is writing a check or money order to write um, Finding Fish Ministries, P.O. Box 862. Summerfield, North Carolina, 27358. Again, it's Finding Fish Ministries, P.O. Box 862, Summerfield, North Carolina, 27358. Thank you for all your giving. We are a tax-deductible um, organization registered with the IRS. All right, brothers and sisters, this is the end of our time on this week. So I pray that God continue to bless you and love on you and help you to be and go where he's called you to go and do what he's called you to do. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. And I'm just one so grateful to be here with you. God bless you all. I love you all. Um, also, those please know that tax records have already been sent out. So you can check your emails and you have a record of your giving, um, what you did here at the safe house on last year god bless you all love you all take care have an amazing day and we look forward to seeing you in prayer on tomorrow morning take care love you bye bye